This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast, a podcast dedicated to promoting leadership development and sharing leadership insights. Here's your host, the Leadership Accelerator, Eddie Turner. Hello, everyone. This is Eddie Turner, the host of the Keep Leading Podcast, the podcast dedicated to leadership development and insights. I am excited about today's guest. She is a partner at McDermott, Will & Emery, the host of WGN Radio's Legal Face-Off, and she's a podcast host herself. She is one of the most influential attorneys in all of Chicago, and she is going to help you and I understand the intersection of business and law. You're going to want to listen to this interview with Christina Martini right after this. This podcast is sponsored by Eddie Turner, LLC. Eddie Turner, LLC delivers executive and leadership coaching, professional speaking, facilitation services, and management consulting across the globe. Eddie Turner, LLC also creates voiceovers, serves as a master of ceremonies, as a panel and event moderator, and provides national media commentary. Visit eddieturnerllc.com to learn more. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast, the podcast dedicated to leadership development and insights. I'm your host, Eddie Turner, the Leadership Accelerator. I work with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact. I'm super excited about my guest today. She is a partner and the co-national hiring partner at one of the most influential firms in the world, McDermott, Will, and Emory. She's host of the podcast, Paradigm Shift, host of WGN Radio's Legal Face-Off. In addition to being a great attorney, she's an engineer. She's a journalist and a legal commentator. She was named one of Chicago's most influential minority lawyers in 2017 and one of Chicago's most notable minority lawyers in 2018 by Crane Chicago Business. I can't believe we're so fortunate to have her on the show today. The amazing Christina Martini. Christina, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Eddie. I really appreciate being on. I'm very excited about our conversation. Please tell us a little bit more about your background. So I'm a practicing attorney and have been practicing for about 25 years in the area of intellectual property and grew up in what we affectionately call big law. So my whole career, I've been working for big law firms and McDermott is my second firm. And I really love my practice area. I work with a bunch of different types of companies, everywhere from Fortune 50 companies to startups. And I have a global practice, which means that 
I help a lot of companies that are multinational and have intellectual property needs that extend beyond the United States to develop and protect and license their intellectual property. And in addition to that, I do a lot of work, as you mentioned, in the hiring space for my firm. I'm the co-national hiring partner and focus my efforts on recruiting law students and relatively new lawyers into the firm and uh, really enjoy doing that very much and also have done a lot of work in the leadership space, both in terms of uh, hiring as well as practice group leadership, uh, diversity initiatives, as well as women initiatives and uh, work with clients very closely uh, to help them as well in, in different types of initiatives, not just doing their work, which obviously is first and foremost a, a priority, but I also work with them and help them to develop programs internally um, as well as on the pro bono front as well. And as you mentioned, in my spare time, I love to do a lot of journalistic type of activities. It's writing, it's speaking, as well as my two podcasts. I can't believe you even have the word spare time in your vernacular. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the reasons I was so fascinated with you when I met you. We met at the One World Trade Center for the big C-suite event, and you have a charismatic presence. You're very dignified and you're very refined, but I would not have guessed you were an attorney. And then the more I learned about you, I'm just like, wow, she's amazing. And then I learned that one of the most amazing things about you, in addition to all your accomplishments, is that you are a Northwestern University alum. <laughs> yes, which you and I share. Proud, proud Wildcats fans, yes. that's. Uh, I, I went to Northwestern for law school. Absolutely. Go Cats. So Go Cats. Very cool. Now, when we think about what you are doing in the space of law, uh, some of people who are listening to this podcast may think that, hey, only companies in the legal department should worry about law, and specifically maybe even intellectual property. But why should every leader be concerned about intellectual property, not just their corporation? Well, every leader should be concerned about intellectual property because intellectual property is one of those areas that really touches I think every facet of business, when you look at what a business is in the business for, which is really to go to market uh, advertising and offering a product or service, whether it's protecting the underlying offering or whether it's protecting the way in which and the brand under which a particular company goes to market, um, you know, and or the works and the materials that are used to help facilitate that offering All of those things that I just mentioned um, are encompassed by intellectual property. And when you have a company, you need, and you're a leader within a company, you need to understand that and and know that. And separate and apart from that, even when you're talking about, you know, the day-to-day life outside of a particular organization, intellectual property is is really an important thing for fee- for people for example who have a side business or have a hobby where they are creating and generating intellectual property and it's important to keep in mind that even when you're pursuing a hobby if you're generating some type of work output you need to make sure that you protect yourself 
Thank you. And especially would you say uh, more and more, I do a lot of work in the space of knowledge management. And knowledge management is becoming important because uh, we are no longer a, an industrial society at large where it's all about making widgets and, and, and tangible goods, but we are a knowledge-based society. And so would you say this becomes even more important given where we are and where we continue to head in the future? Absolutely. I think when you look at the way that business has evolved, as you mentioned, we still actually manufacture products and and they're tangible goods, but there's a lot of the um, intangible property, for example, what you create in the context of online services, for example, as well as, as you mentioned, like thought leadership, the the day-to-day generating written work product or doing a speech or things that are just not as easy to grasp, all of that is is potentially protectable. And when it's not physical, sometimes it's harder for people to grasp that it can be just as protectable, if not more so, than things that you can grasp. And I think in the era of social media, where it's so easy to share and distribute things, people, um, I think, sometimes forget to, to take a, a more cautious approach and think about, A, are they distributing something that they should be protecting first? And B, are they potentially infringing somebody else's rights with what they are distributing? Absolutely. So there's this awareness of the need to protect the company's intellectual data, whether they're producing tangible goods or not. As many firms, as we know, only their uh, only profitable materials are the intellectual capital. But then there's the opportunity for individuals to produce uh, their own IP that leads to their own profitability as individuals. And then there's this aspect of what are we accidentally sharing that perhaps we shouldn't be sharing and putting out into the public sphere. So to that end, some people have taken this, uh, some leaders specifically, especially uh, the higher up in organizations have taken the position that, well, I'm just going to stay off social media altogether. I'm going to play it safe. Is that the smart thing to do? That's a great question. I think it really depends on the industry and the context, because I do think that there are certain people, depending on where they are in their professional career and what business line they are in, they may not be at a stage in their career or in a business line or have a network such that effective communication is driven by social media. Um, And it's interesting because there are a number of folks that I know that are just not on LinkedIn. They're not on Instagram. They're not on Facebook. Um, You know, you name the social media platform and they're just not on it yet. They have a very effective business and the people that are the most meaningful people that they really need to network with on a day-to-day basis may likewise not be on social media. But I think if you're looking at a business or an area where a lot of people end up being connected through LinkedIn, uh, if you're in a business where really what the value is that you bring to the table and what you're compensated for is driven by the relationships you have, and if it's a situation where the more relationships you have and the more touch points you have with people, the more effective you will be and the more you will be compensated, you know, maybe directly or indirectly, then I do think that you absolutely need to figure out the most effective way to leverage social media within the context of your profession and and what you're trying to accomplish professionally. Thank you. Now, the law can be broad at times. 
and not as specific as we would like. And we see examples of that daily in news and in publication. Uh, but without being too broad, can you share what the biggest mistake is you see leaders making in business as it relates to the law? I th- and I think that's a wonderful question. I think one of the biggest mistakes I've seen is when there is a situation or a circumstance that is going on in a particular organization and a leader is aware and whatever team that person may be a leader of or whatever business line within a particular organization that leader may be responsible for. Um, I think one of the biggest mistakes I've seen is not bringing in the legal team or the person that is on the legal team that is responsible for that part of the business, not bringing them in early enough, you know, because I think that sometimes people are concerned and get a little bit frightened by the prospect of bringing the lawyers in and always, you know, seem to think that there may be something very negative in terms of a stigma against it, or that if you bring a lawyer in that you're somehow acknowledging or admitting that you don't have control over the situation. But I've just seen a a number of, of circumstances over the years where people bring in the lawyer or the lawyers too late and not that you can't, you know, get back on, on track by bringing the person in later than you should, but sometimes it ends up making it more complicated. So I would say that's one of the bigger mistakes I've seen. Well, certainly as leaders, we want to make sure that we aren't having too much confidence in ourselves and our abilities or waiting too late. So thank you for that advice. And as leaders, we need to reach out to our legal teams early and often. And I would also say, Eddie, just I'd like to add that um, understanding that lawyers are, are there to collaborate with the leaders and that it's not a binary sort of a thing that lawyers really want to collaborate and partner with their clients, uh, whether they are external to the organization or internal to the organization, and that business leaders should really look at the relationship with the attorneys in a collaborative fashion. Wonderful. Thank you for that. Right now, what we'd like to do is take a pause for a word from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by Eddie Turner, LLC. Organizations who need to accelerate the development of their leaders call Eddie Turner the Leadership Accelerator. Eddie works with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact. Call Eddie Turner to help your leaders one-on-one as their coach or to inspire them as a group through the power of facilitation or a keynote address. Visit eddieturnerllc.com to learn more. This is Jeffrey Hazlett, Chairman and CEO of the C-Suite Network, and you're listening to the Keep Leading Podcast with Eddie Turner. Okay, it's time for this week's shout outs. This is where I acknowledge friends of the Keep Leading Podcast that are promoting and reviewing the show. I want to start with my mom, Barbara. Thank you, mom. Yes, she gets a vote too. And Dr. Laura Sokola, thank you for your reviews on iTunes. Jordan Thomas and Emily Carlton. Thank you both for your reviews and for promoting the show on social media. I learned last week that nine other nations, in addition to the United States, are listening to the Keep Leading podcast. Well, I had someone reach out to me from Egypt, Sulatha Ali, who's on the ICF board, the International Coach Federation. 
she was trying to access the podcast and was having difficulty. So she messaged me, she got connected to me, and I was more than happy to help her get on the right platform where she could stream it from her nation. And I understand a few of her friends are listening to it now as well. So I'm thrilled to welcome my listeners in Egypt, Iceland, the Netherlands, and Spain. They joined the United States, the United Kingdom, Germany, Canada, Italy, Kenya, Lebanon, Bangladesh, Switzerland, and Norway. Welcome to my listeners from around the globe. I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate your support. I also want to thank Sprint for making ad buys in the episodes last week. Thank you all for supporting the Keep Leading Podcast. I invite you to subscribe to the Keep Leading Podcast and share with your friends. Please leave a review for me on iTunes so I know you're out there and I know what you're thinking. If you leave a review for me on iTunes or share this podcast on social media, please tag me and then send me a message so I'll know. I'll send you a digital copy of my best-selling book, 140 Simple Messages to Guide Emerging Leaders. And I'll also give you a shout out on social media and on the Keep Leading Podcast. All right, everyone, we're talking to the amazing Tina Martini. She is a partner with McDermott, Will & Emery, a podcast host, a radio show host, an engineer, one of the most influential minority lawyers in Chicago. And so really excited to have her uh, on the show today. I've grown up in Chicago. I'm very familiar with the three powerful letters, WGN, and AM Radio 720 is the source to go to when you want to hear, especially legal or political perspectives. So your show, Legal Face-Off, is doing really, really well, and you're, you're talking about some really complicated issues. You tackled the big issues of the day. I saw that you had Michael Avenatti on there. you tackled the Ken Starr, Mueller, Sandy Hook, all kinds of things. And the banter between you and your co-host is just really engaging. Tell our audience about that. Well, Rich Lankoff and I are the co-hosts of Legal Faceoff, and it's a show that's on WGN Radio as a podcast and has been um, around now for about four years. And I joined the show nearly two years ago. Um, I had appeared as a guest on the show probably starting about three years ago with my husband, who I am co-columnist of a column in the Chicago Lawyer Magazine called Inside Out. And so he and I um, talk a lot about business of law issues. And so we appeared as guests on the show. And about two years ago, Rich asked me to be his co-host on the show. And we air about twice a month. And as you mentioned, we talk about a lot of the cutting edge issues in the law. And we really try to look at the intersection of the law across a number of different areas that are of interest to our listeners. So for example, we do look at the headlines and we look at a lot, a lot of political issues. We also look at the way that uh, law manifests itself in sports as well as entertainment. And um, we interview usually several people at the front end of the show. And then we have what we call the legal grab bag at the back end of the show, which is usually seven stories that are very timely and cut across a bunch of different areas. And we often invite guests to the show to talk about these issues. And it's been a lot of fun and um, is a really great way to meet people in addition to talking about some really interesting and timely issues. 
It's riveting audio to listen to and uh, to, to kind of watch there on, online. So congratulations on that. Now tell me and my listeners why they should subscribe to The Paradigm Shift because I've subscribed. And one of the episodes that I listened to, uh, which of course I would make it my first, The Essence of Leadership, which is the episode you did last year. Why should people subscribe to that? I think Paradigm Shift is a really interesting look, um, and I do a combination of monologues as well as interviews of people, and what I really try to do is is look at the multifaceted intersection of business and law. So, I don't talk about cases so much as I talk about um, business of law, which I think really touches on pretty much every facet of you know the day-to-day of doing business, but also personal growth and self-awareness. So we talk a lot about issues relating to emotional intelligence, being effective leaders, diversity and inclusion, business development. I just did a recording of an episode talking about addiction and eating disorders and how it impacts the legal profession, but also our community. So these are all issues that regardless of whether you're a lawyer or not, I think that listeners can get value out of hearing different frames of reference and different perspectives. And I really appreciate so much the the, the guests I have on the show because they're able to bring a really interesting frame of reference to issues that I think are of importance to not just lawyers, but to our community at large. Do you have a favorite episode or a favorite guest that you'd like to share with us? I've had so many great guests. I I have a hard time choosing, you know, one over the other, but I, I have to say that the interview that I did of Brian Cuban, which is going to be airing in the next couple of weeks, Ooh, was probably we get a teaser. yeah it, it is probably one of the most impactful on me personally and professionally of any conversation I think I've had with anybody in a long time and not that the others aren't impactful they're amazing conversations that I've had with many people but because the topic of addiction particularly in the context of the op- opioid crisis is, is really getting um, a lot of attention these days. I, I just felt like it was one of the most impactful conversations I've had in a long time. Thank you for sharing that with us and thank you for the, the teaser. So a lot of people are probably wondering, you're an attorney and in a major firm, you've got a podcast, you have this radio show. How do you juggle it all? What's the secret for us as leaders to being able to diversify our interests and still be firing on all cylinders in, in our careers? I, I think it's a multifaceted approach. I think a lot of it is time management, uh, which I think a lot of people say, but sometimes don't provide a lot of detail around it. I I really try to take a look at every day as an opportunity to move the ball forward on goals that I have carefully articulated to myself. And I, I think by setting goals And breaking down the goals and figuring out what the steps are that you have to take and over what period of time you need to take them to accomplish them, I think that's a really important step. And then I also think, so there's time management and priority setting, and I would say focus is another really important 
aspect of this because you can goal set and you can um, try to figure out what your day is going to look like. And I think you always have to account for the fact that your day is never going to go exactly as you expect it to. But I think it's really important to make sure that you focus on the, the bigger picture and try to make sure that every day you, you really try to cut the noise out and stay focused. And I think by doing that, leaders and everybody else are, are, are much more in a position to be able to accomplish their goals. And I think people have to take a step back on a regular basis and think to themselves whether what they've outlined for their day-to-day is really, and what they've outlined as their goals really makes sense for where they are. And I think people have to remember that over time, your goals shift and your priorities shift, and you need to take that step back periodically to make sure that you're still in alignment with how your goals are, are evolving over time. Well, thank you for that advice. And as a coach, one of the things I see with leaders and with us all, I guess, at, at, at times we stop setting goals, uh, especially when we reach a certain point in our careers, we feel like, okay, well, what could be higher than this? What could be better than this? But the, the need to continue to have those personal development goals is really important. So thank you for sharing that. What would you say has been the biggest benefit to you increasing your media coverage by stepping outside of the law office briefly to appear on uh, radio shows or podcasts and to run your own podcast? How have you benefited? There have been a a number of things that I think um, have been beneficial. First of all, I really love being of service to people and sharing thought leadership. And I really started doing that with um, a lot of focus and intention probably about 15 years ago. And as time has has evolved, it went from doing more formal speeches at trade associations, for example, and writing in the more traditional formats of like a column, for example, to doing podcasts, because I think that's how the medium has evolved over time. So I would say that just being able to help people and to generate thought leadership and the sharing of ideas has been a definite benefit. I also think that it's been uh, really a, a great profile and brand builder for me because, and being able to share it through social media, I think has been a big inflection point. Social media now is, is not what it was five or 10 years ago. And I've noticed that I've had the opportunity to meet people and to uh, share with people in a way that I otherwise would not have been able to a few years ago without social media being what it is today and being able to offer opportunities to certain individuals and vice versa, I I think has really been a very um, fulfilling and very enlightening um, benefit to getting my name out there, particularly in the thought leadership context. Absolutely. And I'm sure that especially as you're looking at different demographics in terms of age and whatnot coming into the firm, having someone like you uh, so visible, it it perhaps is giving younger attorneys a different uh, perspective about how cool it is to work at McDermott, Will & Emory, I would assume, right? Well, I hope so. Uh, I I have the good fortune of being at a really great firm, uh, really great people who are terrific lawyers and wonderful clients. And you know, I, I do think that law, like many other professions, is evolving. And I think that having a multi-generational workforce with millennials really, I think, showing and demonstrating and, and teaching a lot of folks that may not be of the same generation, different ways to look at things and to approach things. I do think social media is a, a key component of that. And 
um, they are really, I think, showing and increasing the awareness of things like collaboration in a way that I think can only benefit our profession and a firm like mine. Well, I think you're doing an outstanding job of modeling excellence in terms of social media and how senior professionals at all levels of the corporate enterprise and nonprofit enterprises can benefit from using their position to get out there and meet other people, reach people who they normally wouldn't reach, and thereby benefit themselves and their organization. So it sounds like as we think about this conversation we've been able to have today, that people need to give more consideration as leaders to the legal aspects of what they're doing, no matter where they sit in an organization or if they're entrepreneurs, uh, the legal opportunities to both protect and even perhaps monetize their intellectual property, and then also being circumspect of their, their, their steps when certain questionable things may come up, uh, not letting overconfidence get in the way or fear of doing something too soon get in the way, but always looking to collaborate with legal professionals in their lives. Absolutely. And I think that your last point is, is, is definitely important. The, the need to collaborate and to understand that lawyers, while they do bring a legal expertise to the table, one of the things that we really do try to focus on also is trying to understand the business context that underlies a legal issue or a situation. And so the lawyers really want to effectively partner and develop relationships with business teams and business leaders. Wonderful. So here on the Keep Leading Podcast, we want leaders to have different thoughts that they can keep in mind as they go about leading. Is there a leadership quote or some advice you would like to share with our listeners? Well, I gave this a lot of thought as uh, we were getting ready for our podcast. And one quote that um, keeps crossing my path, and I think that's one thing I'd like to just sort of you know, tell your listeners, is that when something uh, crosses your path, especially when it crosses your path repeatedly, I think it's sort of the universe's way of telling you to focus on something. And there's one quote, I believe it's attributed to Eleanor Roosevelt, that I have kept seeing repeatedly, particularly over the last three to six months, and that is, you must do the thing you think you cannot do. And I find it very inspiring, and I think it's very thought-provoking, and for me has really been a mantra for a number of the things that I've experienced both professionally and personally, especially in the last year. Wonderful. Well, tell us more about where we can find out about you and all the great things you're doing. Well, if you are interested in checking um, out my podcasts, you can find my podcast, the Paradigm Shift Podcast, at paradigmshiftshow.com. You can also find my Legal Faceoff podcast on WGN Radio's website. And if you type in Legal Faceoff, it will pull up all the different shows that we've done. You can find me at McDermott, Will & Emery and find out information about my practice, which is mwe.com. And I look forward to hearing from folks. And you can also find me on social media. My LinkedIn page, you can just type in Christina L. Martini and you can find me that way. And my Twitter handle is at Tina Martini 10. Well, Tina, thank you so much for being on the Keep Leading Podcast today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And I can't wait to share your wisdom with uh, my audience. Thank you so much, Eddie. I've had so much fun and I hope we get a chance to do this again soon. Thank you. Well, that concludes this episode, everyone. I'm Eddie Turner. 
the Leadership Accelerator, reminding you that leadership is not about our title or our position. Leadership is an activity. Leadership is action. It's not the case of once a leader, always a leader. It's not a garment we put on and take off. We must be a leader at our core and allow it to emanate in all we do. So, whatever you are doing, always keep leading. Thank you for listening to your host, Eddie Turner, on the Keep Leading Podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the Keep Leading Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. For more information about Eddie Turner's work, please visit eddieturnerllc.com. Thank you for listening to C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.